You know it's hard out here for a pimp When he trying to get this money for the rent For the Cadillacs and gas money spent We'll have a whole lot of bitches jumping shit Just like 85% of all of our fantasy teams, our podcast was out last week due to some, I don't want to say unforeseen circumstances. They were foreseen. However, the priority was not to get something like this out. I apologize. We've been gone for it. We've missed three episodes, a week five recap, week six preview. Oh, I don't know. What was it? Two episodes then. Two episodes, right? Ah, one of them. I don't know. Whatever, we missed a couple episodes. That's all right. We're back. I don't know. Justification? What's the justification here? Um, Yeah, late uh, two weeks ago. I had to pack up all the girl stuff. Not all the girl stuff. Just pack up some bags, get stuff ready for the house, and get them back over to Virginia so they could visit with mom for their fall break. Uh, Flew that weekend, and I was in the D.C. metro area for the weekend and came back. And then last week, yours truly had midterms, a full-time student right now as well. And that shit kicked my ass. I don't know why I went to school full time this semester either or did fairly well on them above the 90% threshold. Your boys getting A's. I should get A's. I'm fucking 34. It's not that hard to learn. Anyways, we are back with another episode of Taco Court Fantasy Football League. I am your host, Nate. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Naterade530 and you can find our podcast at Taco Court Pod as well. News and notes. Tony and all his minions who believe that the Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You song is better than NSYNC's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, absolute banger, are completely stupid and deserve coal in their stockings this year. That poll was put out on Facebook and people are, they're wrong. They're wrong. Just watch the music video. Tell me which one you'd rather have in your life. Like, uh, I want an NSYNC music video in my life. Mariah Carey just stands there with her right knee bent a little bit and like just does a little left right with her hip uh you can't see the recording right now but you know what i'm talking about you're doing it right now if you're in your car do the mariah carey you got your right knee layer lifted up a little bit like because your little dress has the slit right and then you just like left to right with your little hips or whatever and that's all she fucking does it's boring and the song doesn't have any lyrics that actually mean anything other than i just want you for christmas and she's just standing around a bunch of nutcrackers and people in the snow it's dumb and it's way overplayed everybody thinks it's super hype it's like getting starbucks when you go to target you know you walk into target and every fucking karen sally and what's another name for fucking white broads that are annoying i don't know myrtle myrtles uh they're all standing in line at starbucks just so they can get whatever type of coffee they want that has 37 different things because they think it's healthier and it actually adds more calories anyways before they shop in target and just grab the same shit they could get at walmart for about 60 percent less either or Matt and I did a top five emo bands draft a couple weeks back in the last episode that was published and the people who voted for his team, even though he had two bands that weren't even emo bands, Terrence Dunn, the manager of Milford Academy, can attest to this because he Googled it and said, is Coldplay an emo band? Not an emo band. Is Modest Mouse an emo band? Not an emo band. So all the people that voted for Matt's thing, and I, he, they're only voting because he got My Chemical Romance, and that's like everybody's heartthrob for emo bands. However, anybody that voted for him, completely stupid. 
CMC is now on the IR and the Panthers refused to put him on it before and tried to get him to come back and play and work him out and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, they wasted three weeks of time when he could have just been sitting on the couch healing. Nope, let's go stress it out. This is only the most important player to the team whatsoever and everything goes through him. So now he's out till week nine at the earliest. Matt Rule, completely stupid. Everybody that matters in fantasy football is injured and they are also completely stupid. Let's move on to listing the injuries that came out of week six so we know who all the completely stupids are. Starting at the quarterback position, Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield left shoulder aggravated his previous injury but was able to return before being pulled late for the blowout. He underwent some additional tests and in those tests they stated that he had a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder and he is planning on trying to play through it. Good luck. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott with a calf suffered a strain on the final play of the game against the Patriots but he should be fine after the team's week seven bye. Kind of back on the Baker Mayfield thing. He started saying that his shoulder pops out without contact so just moving around and stuff like that that's not really that good um especially when you're playing the quarterback position running backs baltimore ravens running back latavius murray with an ankle left the chargers game late and did not return cleveland browns running back kareem hunt with a calf was injured late against the cardinals and did not return he is now on the ir and will be out at least three weeks that is in addition to nick chubb having his own calf injury and he did not play last week as well so the wave wire should be fun tonight la rams running back jake funk with a hamstring was knocked out of the giants game early and did not return because everybody's got that guy on their roster seattle seahawks running back alex collins with a hip and an ass was unable to finish the game against the steelers he is considered day to day for the saints in week seven i was checking out sleeper when i was going through some of the waiver stuff and looking to put in my waiver claims for tonight i'm recording this on tuesday october 19th at around 11 30 p.m that there are a lot of ads for rashad penny that's pretty comical the guy hasn't stayed injured and he's coming off the ir again and yep yep plug them into your lineups folks spin that fab washington football team also known as the potatoes that's like uh you know red skinned potatoes kind of joke Running back Antonio Gibson with a shin re-injured himself. I think he's got a hairline fracture within it against the Chiefs and is uncertain for the foreseeable futures. Week seven, especially with the Packers wide receivers. Carolina Panthers wide receiver Terrence Marshall with a concussion was knocked out of the Vikings game early. Cleveland Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham with the shoulder himself as well was injured again, and but he was able to return against the Cardinals. Houston Texans wide receiver Chris Conley with a neck was injured against the Colts and did not return. Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton with a quad suffered a new injury against the Texans. Wide receiver Paris Campbell with a foot was also injured late and did not return he is expected to miss more games though unknown on the ty new york giants wide receiver Kadarius tony with an ankle was injured early and didn't return against the rams he may need to miss some time and their other wide receiver cj board with an arm needed to be carted off the field couldn't walk with an arm injury tight end the rams tight end johnny munt with a knee was injured against the giants and did not return he is likely out for the rest of the season moving on to the things that actually matter offensive line cincinnati Bengals right guard jackson carmen with the illness had to leave the game against the lions and did not return i don't know what kind of illness that is i probably should have looked it up maybe he had the runs i don't know there was another player that said they had the runs i forget who it was i think it was a wide receiver like a prolific wide receiver i'm gonna pause and i'm gonna look that up real quick 
All right, I'm back. You didn't notice that. AJ Brown said he's never eating fast food again because he's got the food poison. He had the runs. He had to go to the medical tent. I don't know what he did in the medical tent. If they, he's taking doodles in the medical tent on the sidelines, that's pretty savage. All right, Dallas Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith. Ankle was injured late against the Patriots and did not return. The team has a bye in week seven. Green Bay Packers center Josh Myers with a knee suffered a new injury against the Bears and did not return. New York Giants left tackle Andrew Thomas. With an ankle, suffered a new injury against the Rams and did not return. Seattle Seahawks left guard Damian Lewis with a shoulder, suffered a new injury and was knocked out of the Steelers game himself. Tony is writing me on Messenger right now. He said that we will not stand for your Mariah Carey slander. Defensive lineman, Arizona Cardinals defensive tackle Rashad Lawrence with a calf was injured and did not return in the second half against the Browns. New England Patriots defensive tackle Christian Barmore. Well, that's such a bore more name to have. Shoulder was injured and didn't finish against the Cowboys. New York Giants D-tackle Danny Shelton with a pectoral was injured late against the Rams. Seattle Seahawks D and Darrell Taylor. Sorry, Daryl Taylor with a neck. Suffered a scary likely season-ending injury against the Steelers linebackers. Cleveland Browns outside linebacker Jeremiah Owusa Koromora with an ankle was hurt late against the Cowboys and may need to miss some time. Denver Broncos inside linebacker Alexander Johnson with a chest was injured and did not return against the Raiders. He suffered a season-ending torn pectoral. Green Bay Packers inside linebacker Jalen Smith with an oblique was injured against the Bears and did not return. Seems like it might be a decent trade for the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody was wondering why. Probably hurt. Probably figured out how to pass a physical. Re-injure the obliques. Anyways. That dude's got a cool scoop. Like when he makes cool plays, he does like this cool, like little scoop thing. Like he's picking up, you know, dog shit off the ground or something like that. And it's pretty funny, but it's good. And it's really smooth. Patriots outside linebacker Chase Winovich with a hamstring was injured against the Cowboys and could not return. Last but not least, the defensive backs, Chicago Bears safety, Dion Bush with an ankle exited the Packers game late and did not return. Green Bay Packers safety, Darnell Savage with a concussion was ruled out from returning against the Bears. Houston Texans safety, Terrence Brooks with a chest was injured early against the Colts. And the Minnesota Vikings cornerback, Patrick Peterson with a hamstring was hurt in the fourth quarter against the Panthers and will need to miss some time landing on the injured reserve. And the last one for this segment, the New England Patriots cornerback, Jonathan Jones with ribs left against the Cowboys early and did not return. Hopping into the scores coming out of Taco Court Fantasy Football League in week six in matchup number one, we had the three and two Password is Taco headed to the one and four Eskimo Brothers. Password is Taco rostered the Bucks quarterback for 21 points, Zeke Elliott for 18, DeAndre Swift 17, DK Metcalf 11, Odell Beckham 12, Cole Beasley 21, Hunter Henry 10, Chuba Hubbard for 13 and a half, and Darrell Williams for 23. While the Eskimo brothers, the team that we've ragged on here so much, with the Packers quarterback 27, he owns the Bears fans. That was pretty sly of him to not taunt the Bears players and just tell the fans that he owns them. Uh, um, dude that I work with, black dude, was like, this is not 1867 or whatever year. And you do not owe me Aaron Rodgers, but yes, you own me. Uh, Derrick Henry, 39 points Monday night football. Leonard Fournette, 30 points Thursday night football. Allen Robinson, 9. Emmanuel Sanders, 14. Kendra, 4, 16. Jared Cook, 12. Mike Kosicki, 21. And Zach Ertz, 12.9. And the Eskimo brothers get their second win of the season, moving to 2-4. 184 to 152, dropping Clint's team. Password 
Curtis Taco to three and three. I have to look back at the standings and I'll get that over here on the uh, preview episode this week in the next one. But this might be the most games that Clint's lost in, in I don't know, since he's been in Taco Corp. It's, it's pretty wild to see him with three losses already. Matchup number two, we have the California Boner Jams. Oh, three, one and four going to the three and two, too hot to handle. California Boner Jams gets 27 points out of the Eagles quarterback, Aaron Jones, 21, Najee Harris, 24, but Bob Woods, 11, Chris Godwin, 9, Devonta Smith, 5, Tyler Higby with 8, Kareem Hunt, 11, Antonio Brown for 24 points while too hot to handle as the Cardinals quarterback for 33, Antonio Gibson, 4, James Conner, 8, Cooper Cup, 36, Darnell Mooney, 15, AJ Green with 18, Travis Kelsey, 17, Nelson Aguilar, 3, and Dalton Schultz for 12.9, moving too hot to handle to four and two dropping california boner jams to one and five 150 to 141 in matchup number three we have the new scum of taco court fantasy football league coming in at two and three tony patriot traveling to the three and two three penis wine tony patriot has the ravens quarterback for 14 austin eckler for nine khalil herbert 19 terry mclaurin six tyler lockett in his pocket five jacoby myers 11 tj hawkinson 15 deandre hopkins with 20 and a half and zach moss with five while the three penis wine gets 35 out of the Bengals quarterback joe mixon for 27 darrell henderson 24 justin jefferson 14 t higgins 7 brandon cook 17 robbie tanyan 3 dalvin cook for 24 deontay johnson 18 three penis wine moves to four and two dropping tony patriot to two and four 173 to 108 matchup number four we had the four and one cops lives matter headed to the one and four murder boners cops lives matter gets 28 points out of the chiefs quarterback james robinson for 19 tony pollard 9 dj moore 10 Portland sutton 23 jalen waddle 29 tyler conklin 10 devin singletary 9 and sterling shepherd for 17 while the murder boners has the washington quarterback for 11 chase edmonds 8 jeremy mcnichols with 0 aj brown with 16 adam thielen 31 hunter renfro 6 dawson knox for 7 noah fant 24 and randall cobb for 0 looking at the roster he had brandon Ayuk on by i don't know why he didn't play julio jones saquon barkley's hurt michael gallup's hurt ty hilton was available uh and his boy kj osborne who spent a bunch of fab on put up 20 points as well he also has ceh on the ir so he's got a lot of injuries it doesn't matter though because the cop size matter moved to five and one dropping the murder boner to one and five 157 to 105 in matchup number five we have the three and two pocket dogs head to the three and two i shave my balls for this the pocket dogs get 36 out of the bills quarterback 15 out of josh jacobs sony michelle for four Devonte adams 12 keenan allen 10 Kadarius tony six mark andrews 17 chase claypool's three and michael pittman for four five well i shave my balls for this gets 31 out of the rams quarterback jonathan taylor for 30 devonta booker 10 tyree kill 22 amari cooper 10 lavisca chanel 11 dan arnold for four miles gaskin for three and Smokey brown for 7.5 both of these teams end up at three and three as i shave my balls for this wins this matchup 132 to 112 and in the final matchup of the week we have the four and one milford academy headed to yours truly the vinegar strokes sitting at three and two prior to this game it looked really well for me the Milford Academy has guys on his roster named Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Curtis Samuel, Devontae Parker, Rob Gronkowski, all these, I mean, five guys 
Jamison Crowder was on bye. Tyra Williams in the IR. He really had David Johnson as his only player on the bench that he could have played. He had to pick up two running backs on the waiver wire the day of the Sunday games. Cowboys quarterback 33, Alex Collins 18, Jarek McKinnon 2, Mike Evans 4, Jamar Chase 13, Wes Watkins 9, Cameron Bray 5, Stephon Diggs on Monday Night Football for 23.9, and Adam Humphreys for less than a point. While the vinegar strokes, we had the Chargers quarterback putting up a full on 13 points. Thanks, bro. Latavius Murray 13, Brandon Bolden 1.2, Robbie Anderson 10, which is three of 11 targets. Jesus fucking Christ. Tyler Boyd, the third wide receiver on the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know why I didn't think about this when I was drafting him. 1.7. Mike Williams thinks Herbert, 4.7. Darren Waller finally got some targets. 10.9. CeeDee Lamb, holy crap. Look what happens when the Dallas Cowboys pass it to their best wide receiver when they need, they just needed points. Hey, we need to score because New England might beat us. Let's throw it to CeeDee Lamb. 38 points on the night. Tim Patrick for 13. Terrence takes me down 113 to 106, moving him to 5 and 1 and dropping me to 3 and 3. It is not good right now for the Vinegar Strokes. It is not good. We lost to Brandon on a on a bad week everybody started getting injured i lost to the damn murder boners their only win that sucks it's terrible they got like 300 points on the season i don't know it's it's, it's low it's like 600 it's it's like 300 less than everybody on average they score like 50 points less than than the normal team in fantasy football in this league uh three and three not looking good christian mccaffrey moved to the ir this is uh, we're piecing it together. We did have some guys out. You know, our boy Mike Davis gives us 10 points a week. He was out. That could have felt good for the Brandon Bolden side. We had our, our darling Cordell Patterson, who's just really a handcuff, but you got to play him now because he's got putting up double-digit points on the week as well. It's it's just not, not good. Not good. Uh, the Ravens decide that they don't want to play Tyson Williams, and he's the best running back that they got. Me and Trey were talking about that over the weekend over at Brandon's son's birthday party. And maybe they're just honey dicking us all, leaving Tyson Williams saying, hey, we need, we've need lost too many running backs. We need to uh, you know, preserve this guy. We see what we got in him. Let's get him good for the winter. Anyways, that's it for week six. Uh, moving on to our season-long bet. Me and Tony back in episode 40 did a snake draft, and we gave each other six managers from the league, and we drafted our teams. Basically, the total points for these teams throughout the entire season, regular season, uh, determines the winner between us. Tony has the following team. The Vinegar Strokes, I shave my balls for this. Too hot to handle. Tony Patriot, three penis wine, and the Eskimo Brothers. While I am riding with Password is Taco, Milford Academy, Pocket Dogs, Murder Boners, Cops Lives Matter, and California boner jams currently coming out of week six tony has a commanding 146.22 lead over myself the vinegar strokes and your host of this here podcast nate we don't have a bet yet we need some of the listeners somebody to say hey this is what your guys's punishment should be for losing the bet we got some time but let's come up with something huh all right, we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. In San Andreas, we recycle everything, including the tired old adage that we're going to pull ourselves out of this financial shithole. But you can pull yourself out of your financial situation by donating your car to an unspecified, ambiguous charity. It's shipped to China to be disassembled by children who go blind from mercury exposure while you get a healthy tax write-off. We rip off charities while you... You rip off Uncle Sam by massively overvaluing that rust bucket in your tax returns. And everyone's the winner. Donate your car today. 
And we are back hopping into the rants and raves section of the recap. Think it's going to be a little bit more mellow this week. Don't want to rant about Gruden. Don't want to rant about how people treat Gruden and how they're hypocritical. What I want to say is that we should say yes more. Think too many people are walking around saying no to things, situations, and opportunities. And in doing so, they are depleting a lot of their own curiosity. Yeah, new stuff. It can be scary and it's intimidating. But who the hell knows how things are going to turn out if you don't do. From my own experiences, I used to spend a lot of time dwelling on the new because it was unknown, scary, and completely out of my comfort zone. When you spend a large chunk of your life in a specific way, the new and unknown may sound all grand and roses on paper, but I'd always be building out scenarios where it was all going to crash and burn. Uh, This dude from work and I have been talking a lot lately about how our way of thinking and turning to the negative side of things or how things go wrong or, you know, just just negativity in general, getting agitated at stuff and stuff like that can, you know, basically affect your entire 24 hours of your day. It'll keep us up at night. It'll affect the sleep. You wake up with a different mindset about the day, even though you're lucky enough to wake up breathing and be able to see the sun and talk to your family and your friends, be able to play fantasy football. That's I just added that in, but um, basically how flipping those thoughts with some positivity or focusing on some brighter things of your day can help keep all those waves that we ride up and down throughout our, our life and our day, basically at the shore rather than 150 yards out into the ocean. We kind of did this thing where we're talking about like, you know, what makes you super bipolar It's like how long you stay at the top and the bottom. And you got to learn how to surf a little bit, balance it out. There was a thing today we were sitting there at work and I was, I came in hot bitching about the bills. Now I had a minus three and a half spread for the first half. And Josh Allen threw that interception in the second quarter that led to the second Titans touchdown. And then what that ended up doing was making it, 13 to 17 bills were losing they score a touchdown right before the half they go in leading 20 to 17 three points lose out on the bet bitching about dawson knox getting an end around we had first touchdown props 25 dollar free bet out of the uh fanduel sports book sitting at i don't know what it was plus 1100 plus 13 1400 when i don't know what it was but it was like a 300 something dollar payout he gets the first touchdown Mendo sanders holds pissed right just all this kind of stuff but then i said something i was like yo but something i am excited about i got my duvet insert coming in the mail today kind of excited because it took me like two weeks to get it and the shipping process took a little while and i'm sitting in the office we're around everybody and he turns and looks he's like look that one little thing just changed your entire mood your entire aura the vibe of the office like your own personal vibe you're pumped like you yeah you say that you're night for betting and this is this and i get you're just you know venting bitching and it's not really that big of a deal and you know it's not that big of a deal but the way that you speak and the way you hold yourself is a lot different when you think about how cool this fucking blanket's gonna be it's as simple as a, a blanket right anyways kind of moral of the story focusing on what all can go wrong usually tends to leading to stuff going wrong and uh focusing on what all can kind of go well or little things that do go well tends to make the day a little bit better and lean that way. On to a more serious note here. I want to play an audio clip for you for context that came out of one of our league's newest members in which you've heard a couple times here prior, Matt Graham, the manager of the California Boner Jams. Roll the clip. <laughs> 
Yes, we're going to the NLCS. Thank you for bringing that up. I really wanted to talk about that today. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for the Giants. Matt, I invited you to this league. I had you on the podcast when you said, when am I getting a spot on the Taco Court pod? I even had you on the pod so our folks could get to know you last year, interrupting our pandemic Netflix binge sessions. We've already removed two managers in this league for their betrayal to the rules set forth and agreed upon in a unanimous vote. With that said, for your remarks in regards to the Dodgers National League Division Series Game 5 against the San Francisco Giants, I proclaim that you, Matthew Everett Graham, are hereby banned from the Talk Court Fantasy Football League podcast. Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. Banger of the Week takes us back to the year 1995, a simpler time, a time where we weren't left wondering how all this is happening to us. A time where we weren't left wondering if midseason waiver wire ads, who are the 37th player on their depth chart at the position, are going to save us. The Niners mollywopped the San Diego Superchargers 49 to 26 on South Beach to win Super Bowl 29. The Atlanta Braves beat the Cleveland Indians in six to win the World Series. Houston Rockets and Hakeem Olajuwon took down the Orlando Magic to win their second straight NBA championship, giving him his second consecutive finals MVP. The TV shows Goosebumps and Xena Warrior Princess aired as well. I think everybody can feel this song when they're looking at adding players from the waiver wire this week, staring at their IR positions. Hell, you probably feel it just coming out of Mercury Retrograde. I sing this to Chris McCaffrey when I lay in bed at night on a cold Tuesday in Colorado. Wonderwall by Oasis. Love you, bye. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out Sure, you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. And all the roads we have to walk are winding, and all the lights that lead us there are blinding. There are many things that I
The one that's safe.